Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. The Kevin Sheehan Show, Team 980. We're always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Kevin Sheehan out at jury duty this morning. Congratulations to Kevin being lucky enough to be selected for jury duty. Uh, the youngest in charge movement, Liddell Willingham and Denton Day filling in uh, for Kevin Sheehan. And Denton, I was saying this right before we came back. Um, the big story, obviously, right off the top here. Peter King, longtime NFL columnist, simply just one of the absolute best put out his final column this morning. And in that column, Peter King coming off the top rope and throwing gas on the fire that I've been doing my best to try to start. I've been rubbing these ashy feet together, (laughs) trying to get the fire started on Caleb Williams to D.C. And I've been saying it since the end of the regular season. You do what it takes to go get this guy if you have an unwavering belief in your building that he is the best quarterback prospect. Peter predicting that the Bears would trade back to number two in Washington would then take uh, Caleb Williams with that first pick. But then Peter also has the Bears making another selection. They would go down from pick number two down to pick number eight with the Atlanta Falcons. And in this coop for Chicago, you end up with three extra first-round picks and a couple extra seconds as well. So a hell of a coop uh, for new GM Ryan Poles down there in Chicago. The likelihood of the trade actually happening it still feels like it's it's on the fence. You continue to hear tea leaves around the National Football League that Washington has an affinity for Caleb Williams, and it makes all the sense in the world when you think of the backstory of where Caleb's from. But for me, look, you do whatever it takes to get him here, I feel like, if you have an unwavering belief in the building that he's your guy. But the one thing that I'm willing to admit, and Denton, I think you 
and, and Kevin were probably the first guys on this, and I'm just now starting to watch the quarterbacks a little bit more. It, ain't, it wouldn't be a bad consolation prize if he ended up with the Heisman Trophy winner out of LSU. It, it just wouldn't. No, I don't view Jaden as a consolation prize. Yeah. I, I, yeah. View, I view him as a win because you are correct. We have been on this since October, mm-hmm. and one of us a little bit earlier than October, <laughs> but it's, it's fine. No, I, I mean, I really like Caleb Williams. I love Peter King. This felt weird. Like, just the, the I don't know anything, but, but I was like, I don't, I don't know what he's trying to get out there. It feels way more beneficial to Chicago than it does to this organization. Like, that story feels more like information was given to him by the Bears than it was here. So, if that is the case, it's just still fascinating to me. Like, if that's the case... Is it that to drive up the trade conversation and to drive up offers that they that they may potentially be getting? Because we know there's been slight conversations surrounding Justin Fields, at least. I don't know how much dialogue there's been surrounding that number one pick, but we expect things to get hot and heavy uh, come this week when all the teams are in India at the scouting combine. I mean, if you're Atlanta trading up to number two overall, you might as well just trade up to one. And I, that's what you were saying as we were as we were discussing this all. But if you're Chicago, do you get more in return for that? Of course they do. That's so, why I feel and like they're the this ones is that being, control. This though. is why it's being fueled by them. Yeah, because they, I mean, they're walking away from that scenario with their quarterback in Justin Fields, so they're technically not rebuilding. Yeah, and then you got a haul of picks for the future, so you can say, hey, this is the best draft we've had in in years. Yeah. But meanwhile, in Atlanta, you're giving up uh, a haul. For the scraps, so essentially. It, so it would be, let me read the exact uh, trade parameters that Peter King projected here. So Atlanta would trade the eighth pick, the second round pick, and their first and second round picks next year to move up uh, from two to eight. And then Peter actually finishes the that, that excerpt and blurb, Denton, saying, imagine, okay, never mind, I read that wrong. But as you were alluding to, it may make more sense from Atlanta's standpoint and vantage point to move up all the way to one. But like I was saying, if you're Chicago, technically you get more of a haul here because you're getting Washington's little package on top of Atlanta's package. And I don't think that sounds weird, but it's just a lot of packages, a lot of packages being tossed around. But either way, I think it's a win for all parties involved. I just, and Brad Biggs, from the Chicago Tribune has been all over 670 the score in Chicago spewing this stuff that the Bears are done with Justin Fields. The Bears were done with Justin Fields. I don't I, I don't know. I just can't buy that. I, I think it's crazy to act as if he's been dealt a fair deck of cards. And I know life's not fair. I understand that completely. But to have three different offensive coordinators in three seasons to have Darnell Mooney running out there as your number one wide receiver the past couple of years before DJ Moore comes this offseason, Justin Fields has done the best that he could do. There's been flashes, and those flashes to me is why I'm like, if we could just surround him with good parts. Now, Chicago fans, Denton, will say, well, this year he did get surrounded with the parts. Braxton Jones and Darnell Wright, at offensive tackle, provide you with a good, good little tandem uh, Cole Komet really came on this year at tight end. And then DJ Moore, we know the numbers while he was throwing to him. I just, I'm not willing to put a fork in Justin Fields, is I guess is where I'm going with this. But the more important part in all of this is the idea of Caleb Williams potentially coming here 
to the Washington Commanders. And one thing that was announced by Caleb or by Caleb's reps last week, well, technically he has no reps, is <laughs> he doesn't have an agent. I don't know if that is going to scare teams off and how, is, how that's going to make teams feel. We saw what that did to Lamar Jackson a couple of seasons ago. He wasn't able to fight uh, some of the narratives being thrown out there at him about uh, needing to switch positions and things like that. I wonder if Caleb not having an agent ultimately backfires on him. I don't want to say backfires on him because he doesn't give a rat's you-know-what who what the, what the rumors are about him, but you keep hearing things about the helicopter dad and what type of leader he's going to be in an NFL locker room where it's not him and a bunch of kids. There's that uh, infamous video of him crying in his mom's arms after a loss. People get thrown off by him painting the nails. There's the GQ shoot that he just did where he's wearing a dress. And by the way, if he's going to be making some of the throws that he made against Washington this year, and if he's going to be slinging the pill around the way he was at USC, he can wear multiple dresses on the field for all I care. As long as he proves to be a legit answer at quarterback, I think all of the the ancillary stuff that we worry about is irrelevant. Dennis Rodman will go down as probably one of the greatest power forwards of all time. He was a complete head case. So I don't get scared off when it comes to some of the antics that you hear with Caleb Williams. But to some old-school, traditional NFL evaluators, it's going to feel as if it's just a big distraction and they'd rather take the prototypical kid and Drake May uh, or Jaden Daniels. Now, Denton, we'll get into some of the combine participation stuff in the next segment, but we're quick here on Jaden Daniels. The biggest, I think we probably can agree, right? The biggest question mark for him and one of the biggest red flags for teams is going to be the size and what he weighs in at. Him not weighing in at the combine. Smart or dumb? I think it's smart because it gives him more time to bulk up, and then he can weigh in at the pro day. Yeah, the co- the combine is pretty pointless. You think? Yeah. It, 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 I love it. Like, yeah. I'm going to sit and I'm going to watch just about, not all of it, but most of it, because I'm intrigued. Like, I'm a psycho. I like, I like this sort of stuff. <laughs> I watch some of the kickers. I want to see what their three-cone drill looks like. <laughs> um, but the, the combine, more so than anything, is – just silly. It's a way of marketing, yeah. but you don't gain anything. Because a couple years ago, I thought DK Metcalf wasn't going to be a good wide receiver because his three cone drill was bad. And I thought, wow, he doesn't have a route tree. Wow, hey, he's pretty darn good, isn't Andy? he? Yeah. You, you watch the <laughs> film, and you're like, all right, maybe maybe there's a reason why we should get behind him. So I don't mind guys not doing things at the combine. I just think you have to be there to talk to teams. Yeah, that's for sure. That's what you're there for. Talk to teams over a nice steak at St. Elmo's. And then get to know them. That's the that's the main crux of this thing. Not running a straight line that you'll never really run in a game. Yeah, I think the forty yard dash is. There are guys that have. I was looking at a flashback Friday combine. Uh, the director of the Senior Bowl, Jim Nagy, tweeted out Terrell Owens and his Chattanooga numbers from the combine. T.O. ran four six three. Could you imagine a four six three receiver turning into? Uh, what what Terrell Owens has turned into at this point, man, like, it just shows, as you were saying, the numbers don't really matter. It also shows, I think he ran a 4.6 two years ago. Or a 4.4 two years Dang ago. Damn, so, so he's gotten got faster, faster yeah. with his age, which is absolutely incredible. Um, Yeah, there's uh, more news and notes starting to come out about who's going to participate in the combine and who's not. Caleb Williams not having an agent 
and not participating in the combine, the interviews are going to be massive for him. The questions that he's going to get asked, I can only imagine, right? This is a perfect time to wish we had our guy Logan Paulson around to, to, to pick his brain about some of the weird questions that are asked during the combine process. I know last year, I forgot which player was. He ended up having a decent rookie year. I'm blanking. But the question was asked, does your mom do drugs? They're asking weird things like that. Like, the combine's got to – the questions at the combine have to I think to get, some of it's just like a bit now. Where all the NFL teams know that we know stories yeah. and how weird we think it is, so they just kind of like pull things out of the rear end. I think there was one, you know, how long did it take you to stop wetting the bed? Like, things of that – like, just absolutely the most ridiculous things being asked. But – uh, all in all, it's all part of the process. I do kind of disagree a little bit when it comes to not being able to benefit yourself at the combine. Because I would say last year in particular, right, going into it, <clears throat> C.J. Stroud, or excuse me, Bryce Young was considered the consensus number one overall pick. But the throwing session that C.J. Stroud had out in Indianapolis was phenomenal. And then you got to see them in groups. That's to me why I'm you know, all geeked out and nerded out to see is them throw right after one another, right? Getting to see, uh, you know, J.J. McCarthy throw, but then you get to see Michael Pratt and Tulane throw, and then you get to see Bo Nix throw. Um, just seeing them in that competitive environment together is is cool to me. It's, the, it's basically how I would put it. I just feel like after this week, who really cares who throws? I just know there will be big-time movement uh, at a bunch of different positions based on how these interviews go because each and every year we hear weird stories coming out of the combine. We hear weird narratives coming out of the combine. Some of these narratives are driven by teams who are trying to get certain prospects to fall into their laps. So we'll see uh, what crazy stuff ultimately comes out this year. But I'm, I'm excited for it. The Underwear Olympics, as some people like to call it. Uh, the schedule for the combine... Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.